Hi, guys. Thanks for listening to Library Overload. This is Susie. And this is Tavia. Don't forget, as usual, you can check out our blog. It's libraryoverload.home.blog. I'll list all of the books we talk about in every episode, so you can check that out. And then we're also on Instagram at libraryoverloadthere. coming to you live from Tavia's house because we can. We're very excited. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's the best idea ever, but quarantine has been lifted down here. So. Yes, but we have both been, our families have both been stringently yes, we have. abiding the rules. So we, we feel safe to come together and see yes. each other in the eyeballs I know. without a screen. It's been six weeks, I, I think. Well, six weeks of quarantine. Yeah. Yeah. I think our work started quarantining on the 16th of March. Mm-hmm. So forever ago. Yes. One million years For the first time in forever. I shan't try to follow you. <laughs> that was lovely, my but dear. But I am uh, I'm that excited that yes. I, I will break into song sporadically. Also, today is going to be a super fun episode. I mean, you know, I say that all the time. Every, but... every episode is super fun and exciting, yes. but it's matchmaking episode day. Yes, we have been really, really wanting to do another matchmaking episode. Yes. So we are super pumped to be doing it again today. Yes. So... If you missed last year's matchmaking episode, Tavia and I know each other's reading tastes so well that we decide that once a year we're going to do a matchmaking episode where we give each other books that we think each other would love that hopefully we've never heard of. Yes, I peruse your Goodreads a lot to see (laughs) have you put this on your list, have you heard of it, have you read it. I do a lot of research. You know I love to research. I do as well, so... Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think it would be fun if we did like an Instagram poll and had viewers tell us a little bit like, hey, I like this book and I hate this book. And then we kind of mash make with them. That'd be fun. That would be fun. That would be fun. Yeah. I'm excited. Me too. Okay. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? I'm going to ease into the water here. Octavia's swimming I in really, the air. Well, first of all, this <laughs> this house is old and the floor is uneven, so the chair keeps rolling backwards. <laughs> so does the swimming <laughs> yes, keep it, you? It helps me get back to the, the <laughs> microphone. I like it. You just yes. keep swimming, girl. I will. But I have staggered my reads in order of what I think that you will like the most. Okay. With the piece de resistance at the end. <gasps> oh, that's very exciting. Okay. Yes. I'm very smart. (laughs) We'll see. Okay. So the first one I'm going to suggest for you is called Twice in a Blue Moon. Oh, I've not heard of this. And this is by Christina Lauren. Okay. Which she wrote, or they wrote, they're actually a a bestie friend. Right. Didn't they do The Unhoneymoon? The Unhoneymoon. Okay. And I loved that book. Yeah. And you have been really digging some fun romance stuff lately. So I thought this would be good for you because it is, it's a fun romance. It's got a cute little plot. And also it was suggested for fans of Well Met. (gasps) Oh, nice. And I know that you liked that. Essentially... The plot is that there is Sam Brandis was Tate Jones's first love. 
but during and during a two-week whirlwind vacation abroad, they fell for each other in the way that only first loves can. Of course. And she shares a massive secret with him. Oh. And then he, he betrays her. <gasps> I know. That bastard. I know. Now... We are flashing forward many years. Okay. And they meet again. Oh my goodness. And they realize they still have feelings for each other. But can she get over the fact that he betrayed her? The secret is, and it's not a shock, a spoiler because it says it in the thing. Okay. She's actually the long lost daughter of a famous musician. Oh, that's yes. a fun secret. And so she tells him in confidence and then it gets out. Oh no. So she thinks he's the only one I've told. He can... He can be the only one that he has to have been the one that betrayed me. Sure. And so then we fast forward and she's a famous actress now. Nice. Okay. And they reunite. And oh, it's like sparks fly all over I do love celebrity again. things. And it's romance, so you know there's going to be a happy ending. Of course. And it's by Christina Lauren, which I loved she's their writing. wonderful, yeah. And I think they. that you will too. So I think that it would just be lots and lots of fun. I'm very excited about this. I can't wait to look for it. I'll I will have to see if that's available immediately because I'm I am really digging romance. You recently. are yes, I know. I think I'm I'm you last year. <laughs> I'm just like oh the romance. <laughs> okay, that's funny. All right, so I I tried really really hard to not give you all historical fictions because I started out with like seven <laughs> options that I could give you, and I was like, you know what? She doesn't always have to read about Auschwitz. So this is true. It so, is a fun time. Um, I only did a couple oh, of okay. historical fiction. So I recall you—you uh, you really enjoyed uh, *Salt and Sorrows*. What was *House of Salt and yes. Sorrows*? Mm-hmm. And then our most recent read, uh, buddy read, was uh, *13th*. The Thirteenth Tale. Tale. Yeah. You were really digging this gothic style. Yes, I was. And I know that you've mentioned before that you really want to get back into classic reading and things yes. like that. So I went with Rebecca. By Daphne oh, du Maurier. Okay. Have you heard of this? I have heard of it, yes. That okay. was one of the things that they said the 13th Tale was like. But I really know nothing about it. Okay. So, Max de Winter, a widower, suddenly proposes to a lady's companion while on holiday. Okay. She accepts and then is quickly whisked away to his home named Manderley. Yes. Which automatically kind of sets the tone. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a very gothic name to me so she moves in they get married she moves into manderley with him well there the new mrs de winter finds max a changed man oh no and the memory of his dead wife rebecca is kept alive by the little bit cray housekeeper mrs danvers and the heroine of rebecca quickly learns her place interesting What's most interesting is that Mrs. De Winters is never named. Oh, interesting. And like when I heard that, I was like, ooh, that's a little creepy. Yeah. And so the whole thing, it's been compared to the kind of creepiness of Jane Eyre. Like super just like keeps you on your toes. Like this is really creepy. I downloaded Jane Eyre to read recently. Oh, nice. I think I actually have it on my shelf too, but... I don't know if I have Jane Eyre. I'll have to look. I don't remember. But it sounded really... What's the word that's like... I don't know. 
I don't have words anymore. I'm sorry. I had the words, words, but then I lost them. Does this motion help you get the words back? No, because that's how I was trying to describe it, and I was hoping you would just grab Uh it from the air. Um, something, uh, mm, uh, atmospheric. That's the word. There you go. Atmospheric. Oh, I gotcha. Mm -hmm. gotcha. It makes sense now. Your, your hand gestures. (laughs) Yes, it's very atmospheric, and I know that you really enjoyed that. I did. In the couple of reads that we've done that's been Mm gothic-esque. So I felt I felt strongly that you would enjoy it. Yes, I I'm very excited. That sounds good. Yes, I'm very to... excited that you didn't know much about it. No, and I, I didn't. I, know and anything. I do feel like it's one of those books. The less you know, the better it'll be. Yeah, that's one of the reasons that I didn't look a lot into it because yeah. I said if I'm going to read it, I don't. But it was on that uh, suggested reading list from. Interesting. Um, that seems right. Mm-hmm. From what I understand, it seems yeah. right. It is that Rebecca is also one of um, Anne Bogle's most favorite oh, classics. Interesting. Yes, All she right. does love it. Okay, we we're gonna we're gonna have a good time with that then. <laughs> okay, so I had to give you one forensic true crime book. Of course you did. Yes. So this one's called The Bone Lady: Life as a Forensic Anthropologist. Oh, love it already. Yes. By Mary Manheim. I know none of those things. Yay. So she is a forensic anthropologist. Okay. Is this fiction or non? It's nonfiction. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes. And she chronicles her almost two decades long career in this book. Yes. And she has some very high profile cases. She yes. even travels internationally. Ooh. She examines the remains of supposed witches and oh, yes. voodoo priestesses. Checking all them boxes, yes. girl. And Civil War skeletons and Ooh. all kinds of stuff like that. And so she talks about the science behind her finds Love. and then also the cases and where she travels for them. Love. She sounds like a new favorite to me. Yes. And it was a female forensic anthropologist, Love. which There I are loved. not many of them. No. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. So I was very excited. Um, the front, the cover of the book has a skeleton hand. <laughs> and it's just creepy. That is creepy. But I like I, it. I, I saved it on my phone in a like screenshot of yeah. the Goodreads thing like a while back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been holding on to yep. it. I had to go through all of my pictures on my phone because <laughs> I did the same thing. Yeah. I was like, why didn't I just put this in notes? Yes. Susie? God. But, but I thought that it would be fun, not only because it is forensic anthropology, but because she does travel internationally mm-hmm. and because of like the some of the skeletons that are a remain she's examining people believe are witches that's and, really cool yeah so it's i might like, have you to know. tell you all about the witches yeah like how do you prove that a bone that bones aren't witches to people who believe that they are right you know? yeah just kind of like how obviously they died by drowning not because they're a witch but because you throw them into a pond right like yeah the right. <laughs> Please explain to me how that makes them a witch. I watched a really interesting documentary yesterday about Salem. Okay. And the Salem witches. Yeah. And they used historical records to actually find the hanging site. It had been lost to history. And wow. so they found it. And now it's like a memorial place. That's wonderful. I was afraid that it was you were going to say that it's now covered by like a children's hospital. Oh, no, or it something. was in someone's backyard. Great. I'm moving immediately. Great. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Yeah. I wonder if they had all sorts of paranormal crap happening in their house. In the in the program, they said that he the guy said my family's lived in this house for many generations, and there's they always talk about they never confirmed it, but they said this is where it happened. It had to have. So like 
why would you Some still shit live must there? Have went down. Why? I have so many questions for this man. Right? Um. Uh, yeah, I would. Uh, you're going to have to tell me <laughs> what documentary that is. Because I just, really I want to look at the face of a man who knows that he lives <laughs> at the witch hanging site and is like fine with it. Right. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I want to look him in the eyeballs. I couldn't like, I couldn't even move into the subdivision that the 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 thing happened. In. Of course, I think personally, I could never even live in Salem. I would be literally terrified <laughs> all of the time. But I think it would you know. be okay. You could be like, I'm a friend, and then they would leave you alone. It's true. It might it might happen. Yeah, I don't think I think it'd be fine. <laughs> it'd be fine. Well, that sounds awesome. I. I haven't read a nonfiction forensic anthropologist book in a long time. Not yeah. since. Um, I think you got bummed out with one and you haven't done anything. Yeah, lately. I picked up a, a book titled Morgue. And I was like, obviously, this is right up my yeah. alley. And then it was like real casual racist. Uh, and I was like, mm, not for it. Yeah, that's No, like I didn't know that the guy that wrote the book actually... Um, worked for the defense of the what was that where did your words go I don't know it's like we're recording again live and I'm like mm, <laughs> I've been totally fine on Skype yeah, yeah um what was the name of the poor black kid that was shot by the asshole white guy Fergus in Ferguson no in Florida Tra- Trayvon. Tra- so the guy that wrote this book I didn't know that he was the Emmy that worked for the defense of the Trayvon for uh, Trayvon Martin, I think that's a yeah um, case. Didn't know that going uh, into it. I swear to God, I didn't know. I just literally saw Morgan. I was like, oh, "Yay, dead bodies!" <laughs> and then he and you laugh at me. I know, I know. But I started reading it first chapter in, and he was real casual with his racism. And I was like, "Dude, you're from New York, man. Mm-hmm. Get it together." Also, it's like you know. 2019 yeah 2018 whenever he wrote this yeah I was I was very displeased I got I was like okay maybe the next chapter will be better and I just couldn't stop thinking about it so I just Mm -hmm. put it down I was like this you ruined everything sir so I was real mad so I I did quit I have read a book recently that I really struggled with the casualness of the sexism in it Mm. and we'll talk about it in a later episode yeah um but it just ruins it almost ruins the whole thing yeah just it's like, like mm. it doesn't matter if it's older or not. Like, I don't care what your age is. Mm-hmm. Gotta, yeah. gotta not be like that. Yeah. Like, be better. <laughs> be better. <laughs> okay. Do better. Okay. My next one is a another historical fiction with a smidge of some fantasy Ooh. in it. All right. So this one is called The Mermaid and Mr. Hancock. Ooh. This is written by... What is it? What is it when it's I M O G N? Imogen. Imogen. Imogen Hermes Gowar. Oh, all right. Okay, so that's fancy. That is very fancy. So, a September evening in 1785, Jonah Hancock hears urgent knocking at the front door. One of his captains informs informs Jonah that he's just sold Jonah's ship, and the payment a mermaid. All right. Yeah. You know, like three beans, mermaid. It's the same thing. Uh, So the gossip quickly spreads and soon everyone in high society wants to see Mr. Hancock's new marvel. So at a high society party, Jonah meets the most desirable woman he's ever seen, Angelica Neal. And together they learn that priceless items 
can come at the greatest cost. Interesting. That sounds really cool. I know, right? It's a so, mermaid story. Mermaid story and a historical fiction yes. story. Yes. Yes. So I know exciting. that you've been really loving mermaids recently. <laughs> I have. And um when I just when I saw it I was like, "No, yeah, that's that's perfect because it kind of melds fantasy mm-hmm. and historical fiction." Yeah. I think it sounds really mysterious as it well does, yeah. because It doesn't tell you a whole lot. No, it doesn't at all. And the description is super vague on if it's an actual mermaid or if it's something different. If it's a manatee, you don't really know. (laughs) So it seems really interesting. It's actually something that I have on my want to read list. And I was like, this is definitely something right up your alley. Also, because every time we talk about episode ideas mm-hmm. I'm like mermaids <laughs> yeah no Tavia's been throwing mermaids at me for a minute so I, really I was have. like oh my god it's a book about mermaids <laughs> literally every time we talk about it I bring it up and she's, she's like, like could we do mermaid may <laughs> is that can we do that uh we are we are trying to fit in a mermaid may just letting y'all know um but no like when I saw it I was like no this is too yeah things. that sounds awesome yeah so super interesting it's something I want to read too so very exciting there you go I am excited about it. Okay. I'm excited about this next one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the next one I'm going to give you is The Kingdom of Back. Oh, look at you. I know. I have it already. <laughs> no, we Just sitting here. <laughs> when we sat down, I was like, oh, that's pretty. What is that? And she just like super casually throws the name. And I was like, oh, okay. So we're not excited about this book. That's fine. No, it's, it's really pretty. I got no, it in Owlcrate. Okay. And I've had it for a minute, and I immediately thought of you, but it is, it's a fantasy series by the author Marie Lu, who wrote (gasps) the Legend Legend series, series. which you do have on your to-read list, but... I actually saw Marie Lu uh, live in a Veronica Roth, Marie Lu get-together, like, talk. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, it was really interesting. I never, I've still have never read any of her books, but I got Legend signed, just because she was there. Like, Well, this one is a little different. It is a historical fiction fantasy, but it's got a twist, okay? It's about Mozart's sister. Oh, yes. (laughs) So... Mozart's sister, her name, her nickname is Nanarell. Her real name is Maria, Mariana. And it's historically correct that they were both prodigies. And she was almost as famous as her brother. But when she got to marrying age, her super strict father made her give up her music. <gasps> yes. Oh, and made her, no. Like, that's for real? That's for I real. I did not know can, Mozart can, had a sister. Yes, you can Google this. This is a real thing. Oh, I'm already angry for her. Yes. Oh, my God. So that is part of the plot of this story. Okay. However, a mysterious stranger shows up and offers her the chance to continue her music and become as equally famous as her brother. Yes. And he says he's going to whisk her away to this magical kingdom. Yes. The also cool twist is the kingdom of Back is a imaginary place that Mozart and his sister made up when they were kids. Oh, right. Oh, it's like music and fantasy and yes, awesome. I know. And by Marie Lu, who is a fantasy writer. She's wonderful. So, oh my God, this cover is so gorgeous, really is gorgeous, guys. I see some some music notes yep. and a treble clef, and I have a treble clef tattoo, and it's just so exciting. <laughs> so I know that it is historical fantasy, no, but, but it's I thought Mozart's that it was going to be perfect sister. because it was Mozart's big sister. And <gasps> true real-life events 
go into this. Oh, yes. Can I steal this? Yeah, that's what I had it sitting out here for you. Oh, yeah. No, I'm taking this home today. Yes, I thought you I'll might have be. it read tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, it sounds really good. Guys, the, the front cover on the very bottom in really tiny print, it says, To be remembered in this world, she created another. Ah! <laughs> I'm so excited. This is so pretty. Yeah, it really is pretty. Oh, Oh, I love it. It's got silver filigree on the pages. And that's a special edition for Alcrate, too. Their real cover doesn't look like that. I think it's a darker blue. Oh, yeah, and it's autographed as well. Oh, that's so beautiful. I cannot wait to read it. Yes. So I was really pumped about all the cool historical stuff that went into it. Sure you were. (laughs) I thought that you would be excited that it was, like, based on real stuff that turns into a fantasy. I can't believe I didn't know he had a sister. Well, because Her father was a dick. Yeah, he was very tyrannical, and she submitted to him and everything. Like, apparently you can look through historical documents and stuff, and Mozart begged her to go against her father because he does eventually. And she said no, she never did. She fell in love with this one guy, and her father's like, no, he's not good enough. So he made her marry someone else. Like, she had a rough go of it. I'm so mad and sad. she invents this kingdom to get away from. So I'm hoping in the end of this book she has a happier ending than she did in her life. No, I'm so sad and so excited. Yes. But Mozart's uh, sister, are you kidding? That's so cool. I didn't know. Now I'm so mad that I didn't even know. Well, I did not. I, those weren't words. <laughs> I didn't know that either. So I was very excited when I got this. And as soon uh, as I read the premise, I was like, oh, Susie has to read this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm so excited. And now I'm really bummed that I didn't bring you a present. It's really okay. I okay. surprised you with a present. That that was a very good surprise. Yes. I brought a six pack of beer. Would you like a beer? <laughs> I might have one of these. This yeah. looks good. It's a Georgia a, peach. Yeah, thingy. I've got a UFO Georgia peach. It's a refreshing Hefeweizen, which is a very light German oh, beer. That's a fancy word. Chris got me into it. He's ridiculous <laughs> about his beer and whiskey. Whatever. Okay. Before we move on, yes. I also wanted you to know this is still not the one that I think that you'll be the most excited about. Oh. oh, more books. Okay, I was like, the second in the series is better? Oh, no. This book in our list of books, remember, oh. I ranked them. Oh, you might win this one. I didn't know it was a competition. I always compete. <laughs> I thought we were just having fun. Fine. <laughs> okay, my next one, I had to give you a romance. Yay. Even better. It's a British romance. Oh, yes. They're so much better. They're so much better. Okay. So this is called If I Never Met You by Vahi McFarland. Oh, okay. So Lori's partner of 10 years just suddenly ends things. And the super unfortunate part of that is that she still has to see him every day because they're both part uh, law firm they both work at the same law firm. Oh, yeah, it's that's not rough. good. It's not good. Then sounds like the setup for a perfect romance, though. But then his new girlfriend, she's pregnant. Oh, yeah. So, uh, of course, Lori is super tired of all the gossip. She needs something to kind of make everyone shut up, leave her alone about it, because she's just so sick of hearing about it. Mm-hmm. Of course. And an interesting encounter in a broken down elevator. 
opens up a very interesting possibility. Not nearly enough things happen to me in elevators. I'm mm. just telling you. Just awkward, quiet. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's never exciting. Mm-mm. Okay, so she gets stuck in the in the elevator with Jamie. Jamie, of course, doesn't believe in love, but he needs a really respectable girlfriend to impress his boss to take him seriously. Okay. I so, like where this is going. Mm-hmm. So they start a fake relationship. This has so much happening. I know. So they start a fake relationship to help her in the gossip and him to look good for his boss. But, you know, there's a very fine line between faking a relationship and legit falling in love. And I think they're going to cross it. I think they are, too. I really <laughs> hope they do. I'm rooting for them. Yeah. Uh, me, too. <laughs> so this is a new British author that neither one of us have read no, before. Um, her name is pronounced Vari, but it's spelled M-H-A-I-R-I. I had okay, to Google. I will never get that right. I had to Google how to pronounce it. I'm very proud of myself. I'm proud of, but it just sounds really fun. Yes, and it's I like I read even I even went down the reviews and read them, and I've heard the wit is outstanding, oh, and I love we it. love the British wit. We do. So I'm very excited to uh, number one read this myself, but number two see how you think of it. Mm-hmm. Um. It's it sounds adorable. It does sound adorable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm very excited about it. I'm super glad you're excited about yes. it. I can't wait to start reading. <laughs> Are we done yet? <laughs> One more. Okay. So the last one that I have for you, the title's gonna give it away, but I'm very excited about it. And it's one that you hadn't seen or you didn't have on your list. Okay. So it is Who Killed John Benet Ramsey? Oh, yes. By Charles Bosworth Jr. And you didn't have it on your list. I don't have it on my list. So author Charles Bosworth Jr. Mm-hmm. collaborates with a forensic pathologist. Mm, there it is. Cyril Wetched. And they go through the case. Yes. But... The cool thing that I thought that you were going to love about this is it has details, including a reproduction of the ransom note. Yes. Full autopsy text and eight pages of photos. Oh, yes. I listened <laughs> to a podcast all about the Ramsey case. Yes. And then I know you're obsessed. Obsessed. She was, all, she was a little bit younger than me when mm-hmm. she died. So we were the same age almost. And all you could hear about everywhere was Mm -hmm. JonBenet. So she's always, I think she, her case probably started my fascination with true crime. Interesting. So if there's a documentary, I've seen it. (laughs) If there's a book, I either own it or want to read it. Which is why I was really excited. I know. You hadn't seen this one yet. I I do own a JonBenet Ramsey book, but not that one. And I haven't read it yet. Yeah. So I was intrigued by this one because of the reproduction of the ransom note, the full text of the autopsy report. Yes, please. Yes. And That's, then eight pages of photos. I've never seen all the uh, the autopsy report, so that'll be interesting yes, to read. Sir. Also, that ransom letter is bananas. <laughs> so anyways, back to the podcast that I listened to. Number one, someone sat down and actually read the entire ransom note out loud and it took like three minutes to read it. It's so long. That's crazy. So, and then it was also proven that the ransom letter was written on paper in their home. So, to think that someone actually broke in, grabbed Jean Bonnet, 
then sat down to casually write a letter that probably took them 10 minutes is nuts. And the fact that there was actual pages that were like crumpled up, like maybe they had practiced or messed up or something. Like it's just this case. And you're going to get to see the full autopsy text. So maybe you can see something that no one else has. It'll probably happen that way. Yeah, for sure. You will be the breakthrough. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it was her brother. I know you think that. (laughs) (laughs) I have zero opinions because I have read it into it zero amounts. But I thought that you would be really excited about this. Poor JonBenet. I just want her to have justice. Yeah. I'm going to rip my hair out. <laughs> Maybe this book will help you find it for her. I, I hope like, so. You can be her hero. Uh, I can be your hero, baby. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm very excited about it. I've not even heard of it. And so I, when you said the author's name, I was like, What's, who is that? Do I know that person? Because obviously I know all I the know, people. which is why I was so excited to yes, find one that you no, hadn't heard I of. Haven't. And it's I'm got s- cool stuff in it. I'm very excited about it. I will be requesting it from the library immediately. Yes. And Although it, I think you may be more excited about this one. I don't know. So I might have to switch them, but I thought <laughs> this one would be the, the PS de Resistance. I do <laughs> love all things Jambonet, but a book about music is kind of like, yeah, it's true. like, Two of my biggest loves. If it was a book about music and baking, I would just die. (laughs) But book and music together is fantastic. But true crime, especially Jean Monnet, Mm -hmm. you got me there too. Yeah. I like it a whole lot. You you did good, girl. You did good. I thought so. Okay. My last one for you is a YA. I tried to do, I tried to pick kind of different things. Um, so this one is a YA and I don't, you don't have it saved on Goodreads. And so I'm hoping you haven't even heard about it. I even texted Caitlin to ask her what she thought about you liking it. And she, she agreed with me. Yes. Very exciting. So this one is a study in Charlotte. Have you heard of this at all? I've heard of it a little bit, but I know nothing about it. I've seen it in passing. Good. So I'm imagining it's Sherlock Holmes. Damn it. Yes, it is. Well, A Study in Scarlet is his number one, his first book. Oh, I don't even know that. Yes. Well, it's A Study in Charlotte. Okay. Uh, so this follows Jamie Watson and Charlotte Holmes. Oh, I like it. And they are the direct descendants of Sherlock and John <gasps> because Sherlock and John were actually real people. Yes. And Wayne Thomas Batson. Mm-mm. That's a Christian author. Where did that come from? Who wrote Sherlock Holmes? Sir Sir Arthur Arthur Conan Conan Doyle. (laughs) Lord. So Sir Arthur Conan Doyle was actually Sherlock's literary agent. And it allowed Sherlock to publish his writings, but not mess with his um, persona. Yeah. So Sherlock and John are very real people. Jamie and Charlotte are both direct descendants of them. And Jamie is in college on a rugby scholarship, and it happens to be the same college that Charlotte, the PI, goes to. Oh. And Charlotte is just like Sherlock. She has his wit, his grumpiness, his unwilling to deal with other people-ness, like all of it. Nice. And from the moment they meet, there seems to be a very tense energy 
about them. They just need to sleep together. Probably. <laughs> it's a YA, so they probably don't. But but they seem <laughs> to be nothing but rivals oh. until... It's a love to hate. <laughs> yes, it is. So, um, a student dies under very suspicious oh. circumstances right out of a Sherlock Holmes novel. And so they can't keep their distance any longer, especially because they're both being framed for the murder. Dun, 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 dun. It got even more. It got better. Yes. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yes. It's a trilogy, Ooh. I believe. All finished. Nice. But yes, it is a love to hate. And Sherlock and Sherlock Holmes and John Watson were actually real people. They're descendants of them. That's so awesome. That's super cool. Yes. So, yes. Very, very exciting. Yes. I wanted to give you a little bit of everything instead of all historical fiction. Mm -hmm. So, this was a YA that I figured that you didn't know much of and that it had a little bit of that historical stuff to it. So exciting. because you automatically noticed a study in Scarlet. Yeah. So you'll probably recognize the kind of murder that mm. takes place, mm-hmm. what story that comes from, all of that. Yes. So. Yes. Yes. A study in Scarlet is his first published book. Do I know what happens in that story? Or book? I mean, it's vaguely similar to the the first episode of the okay series okay 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 which i think also they called a study in scarlet i don't remember the titles of the books or the series episodes i'm so sorry well get it together <laughs> but yes that is that my, sounds awesome that is my fourth I can't book wait. for you i have I need all of them immediately please yes, yes please I know I I keep I keep doing this to myself like throughout the year if I see a book that I know you'll like instead of like just keeping it to myself I immediately tell you about it yeah. and I ruined that multiple times because yeah. I was like okay I had this for you I have this for you you also bring me ARCs I do so I'm like I had several books that I was like okay I've already found these for her like I'm good and then I realized that I already told you about them so I was like well crap but I really appreciate that you give me those throughout the year. You're welcome. I'm so. here for you. It was a lot harder this time than it was. the first episode. It was. Sure. Yes, because I keep telling you about books. Well, also, yeah, because we've read more since mm-hmm. then. Um, and I feel like our, our tastes have changed a little. Yeah. Like, yeah, it is. Yeah, been... you haven't read as much true crime lately, but I still gave you two things. Two, like... I feel like Murdery I just, things. Yeah, I feel like I recently read a true crime, but I can't recall what it was. I think it was about a serial killer. You know, Probably. like normal right before bed reading. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am very excited that that we got to do this, though, and I get to give you a present. I am so excited. It's so beautiful. We'll I take a picture of it. I can't wait to put it with beautiful things and take a picture of it. Yes. It's so pretty. And... We have a super awesome episode lined up for next week, guys. Guys, this is going to be a really, really cool episode. I'm not quite sure the logistics of it yet. but We're, we're going to have to talk through it. Yeah. But we are having our husbands on. So Daniel and Chris, the guys that you guys keep hearing about, are actually going to be on the podcast. I'm going to have to set some rules. I know. I've already gone over what, like, things. I know. I, was, I, <laughs> I said, well, just know that I can edit out most of what you screw up. It's fine. <laughs> I know. Chris's southern accent is going to be on point. He's real southern. And but. I know. Well, uh, his 
for some reason when he's being recorded so when he's on like voicemail or something weird like that he's even worse <laughs> i don't know why i have a voicemail hysterical he's like hey girl <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> I swear to God, he doesn't normally talk like that, but it's so funny. So I just know his Southern is going to come out real hard. Daniel's voice is very deep. It is very deep. It's very... um, Radio announcer-y almost. Yeah. I was going to say like a politician's or a preacher's. A preacher's voice, which is hysterical. Tell him. Mm -hmm. No, but it's just very um, like commanding. Commanding is is the word that I was going to look for. But we are going to talk about next week book-to-movie adaptations that Susie and I have read and the guys have seen. Yes. And so we've got a couple that, like, Chris and I are going to talk about, a couple that Tavia and Daniel are going to talk about, a couple that we'll all talk about. And then Daniel and I are going to talk about Jurassic Park because you don't like it and it's dumb, but we like it. So yes. I'm going to read the book. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we're, we're super excited about this one. We've yes. been wanting to have the guys on since we started this. Yes. Uh, we just trying, you know, trying to figure out how to make it work. Yeah. Chris wanted do. to come on and talk about about comic books and I really am not a a, a graphic novel fan yeah, and I just I can't read them I've tried I've I have tried I've given it the old college try but I just am not a fan so I was like so sorry we cannot talk about the Hulk but we can talk about book to movie adaptations yeah, so. so we finally figured out a way to get them on yeah and Daniel watches so many movies he's seen so many movies yes Caitlin She's like, you know, there's this movie and like there's this girl and she goes and then her brother's there. And I told Daniel like this snippet of a thing that she said and knew, he it. knew immediately what it yep. was. I was like, you're a weirdo. Yep. <laughs> um, but yes, I'm very excited. It'll be very interesting to kind of work on, you know, the logistics, how it'll mm-hmm. all work. Um, I'm pretty sure one of the guys is going to say something that's going to piss us off. <laughs> Already know. Probably, I'm already ready. I am preparing myself. Probably when I bring up my discussion points. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I know exactly what yeah. it'll be too. But no, it'll. I'm sure it'll be hysterical, mm-hmm. and it's gonna be fun for us. It'll Hopefully, be, we don't like make it seven hours long. <laughs> we'll see. Maybe we can do a two parter. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun. But yeah, it's gonna be really interesting. Yeah. So we are excited about. Yes. It. We're never excited about any episodes, but no. this one. This one in particular. Yes. All the others are rubbish. <laughs> garbage. <laughs> I tell you, garbage. I've been watching New Girl. We've been binging oh, yeah? it. Schmidt's my favorite it character. Good? It's so good. I loved it. I watched it the entire thing live. And oh, so it's been years I've since. I've never seen it. Oh, I think you would like it. It's really funny. But Schmidt is a character on here, and he's my most favorite He's super pretentious, like way over the top pretentious. Nice. And he also pronounces his certain words hysterically. Like he says, instead of youth, he says them youths. <laughs> and, then, and then he just, and then as soon as I heard, I heard myself saying garbage, I was like, oh, I have to say it like Schmidt and be like garbage. <laughs> he just is ridiculous. That's and I hysterical. love him. I like it. But yes. Um, super exciting episode coming up. I was super excited about this episode and yeah, happy 322nd day of quarantine. Yes. Congratulations on making it this far. Yes. Way to go. You guys are doing wonderful. Yes. And as always, may the odds be ever in your favor. Yes. (laughs) And we'll talk to you next week. All right. Bye. Bye.